a low hum of the gravity-defying cargo rig fills the silence of the cabin. Occasionally, a boulder in the road causes a shift in the weight of the truck, almost like a speed bump. The city's skyline of Karabach grows slowly as the road connecting the starport to Pratt's produce narrows. This cabin stinks. Or maybe it's the folks next to you. The shag carpet at your feet and the hula lashanta bobbing back and forth on the dash is different from the other trucks you've been in. This is definitely an older model. There are four seats in the cargo rig. Where is everybody sitting? I'm in the back, definitely. Called it. Uh, I'm also in the back. Shotgun and driver's seat available. Put me in the driver's seat. My character fist bumps Ronnie's character. Put me in the driver's okay. seat. Hey, okay. what's up? Oh, what's up? No, 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 no. Put me, put, put me in the passenger. Okay, okay. I'm driving. <laughs> okay. I don't know okay. how Silas is driving no, with this no, crowd. No, no. I love it. Wait. <clears throat> yeah, so whenever the car crashes, the guys in the front are going to die. Technically, the then safest take spot wallets. in the car is behind the driver. Behind their wings. <laughs> yeah. The driver, <laughs> wings. the driver always protects his side first. <clears throat> right. <Yeah. laughs> From what your dispatcher at your employer, Edge Corp, Terica, explained to you, this gig is actually pretty nice. A trip to the lush, lush planet of Castrovol, with you and three others, you'll be traveling to a town to pick up exactly 50 tons of yarrow berries, which here on Castrovol are pretty common, but across the pack worlds, they're a delicacy. Once you've packed up these berries, you will transport them to Ka Imports, located, located on Akiton at the Hive Market. Just moments ago, you all touched down the crew of the small freighter known as BD-514. Landing on a bustling starport on the ocean's edge in the middle of the pouring down rain. For those of you who are familiar with, or sorry, for those of you who are unfamiliar with the area, you've been instructed to follow the Yarrow River Highway as it leads straight into the heart of the city. Quickly, to get out of the rain, you and the three others you're traveling with unloaded the hover carts in the back of the, uh, into the back of the cargo rig and quickly like, shut the doors. Getting into your seats, the cargo rig hums to life, and the 20-mile ride begins. In the driver's seat of the cargo rig sits a young, relatively small human 
girl. Uh, she is wearing large black combat boots. I'm in, I'm in the passenger seat. Oh, that's right. Sorry. In the passenger seat, we switched. Sits. <laughs> that's right. No, Silas is driving. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I thought in I was the passenger in seat, staring at the rainy window, sits a about five feet tall human girl. She sits with her legs kind of spread out, large black combat boots with buckles all over them. There's these black skinny jeans she wears with the knees slashed out of them, a flashy spiked belt with a matching pistol holter and a katana sheath. Oversized washed out concert t-shirt that says bloody bombshells and it's got paint stains of lightly pinkish paint mostly, but there's some others mixed in there. Um, Wearing an oversized black denim jacket with patches uh, and, like, and homemade stitches just all over the back and the front of it. And there's one patch in particular that kind of is, it looks like it was the original patch on the jacket that reads Titan Manufacturing. Black leather fingerless gloves and her nails are painted all different colors. And she's got a face that's covered with dirt, gunpowder, and dotted little freckles that are actually, if you look closely, are just mists of spray paint that have stuck to her face. She's got shoulder-length hair that's chopped off. Well, it's shoulder-length hair. Uh, <laughs> it, it, the hair would be chopped at the shoulders, and it's dyed like that store-bought dye color that's just all, all different colors of the rainbow that's just kind of cheap, greasy dye. Um... And as she stares out the window, there's this there's this moment of silence within the truck where she kind of uh, looks out and fades off. And in a moment, the rain washes the hills away in the distance. And we're transported two years ago to an academy hallway filled with girls of all races and ages making a sea of school uniforms and neat hairstyles. As the students make their way to classes, through the crowd pushes this short girl in a disheveled uniform, running at full speed. And as she runs by, other students scream, Joni, gods, Joni, watch it, Joni. Ugh. And Joni shoves her way through the crowd uh, of fellow students leaving these pink footsteps in her wake. Um, as a low thudding kind of comes pounding down the hall, the remaining school girls kind of get out of the way and rush to their classes just as a huge male vesk bounds around the corner, head to toe covered in pink paint. He stares down the long hallway, kind of puffing out of breath until his eyes meet half smiling Jody's eyes down the hallway. And he says, don't you take one more step, you little brat. And Jody smirks and she sticks out her tongue and just darts down the hallway. You can hear her heart pounding in her ears as she sprints to a set of double doors. And as the Vesk rounds the corner, he sees her and is able to run and tackle her on the ground before she's really able to go anywhere else. And there's this blur of pink and black as the security guard wrestles her into a pair of handcuffs. And we cut to black. There's nothing. We see nothing. We see blackness except for three vertical slits of dusty light kind of peering into this black void. 
The opening of a squeaky door fills a small cramped metal chamber with light. And as quickly as it opens, Joni is shoved in and the locker door slams behind her. And a muffled voice speaks into the three slits down at Joni. But we can't hear what the voice is saying. Joni's tuned it out completely. Her mind's elsewhere. It's very still. It's very focused. And Joni waits patiently, shut up in the locker, where there is only enough room to stand and barely enough air to breathe. Here, hours feel like days and days feel like weeks, but Joni stands resolute. And maybe after four or five hours, there's a small, tin-sounding knock on the side of the locker. Joni, did it work? We see met or we see as Joni spits out this metal key and she slips it underneath the locker door. This is great. Okay, uh, we're all set. Your plan's all coming together. And slowly this wide grin spreads across Joni's face and her eyes just glaze over and they stare at the cold black metal walls. And the black metal walls quickly turn back to the rolling hills of Castroval. As we pan back around the car um, and see the rain kind of hitting the windshield as the wipers are, are switching in, um, the driver of the vehicle um, kind of flips on the, the next level of wipers as the rain gets a little bit harder. Um, city skyline still getting closer and closer in. Um, and we see, we see this, man, this is just going to be very goofy <laughs> to describe the driver. Uh, oh, here we ba- go. <laughs> barely able to fit in his seat. <laughs> a, you see a very large brown grizzly bear. Oh, oh, my my God. Oh, my God. And the bear, the bear sits uh, barely buckled in, just Uh, squeezing into his seat. He's a a brown male uplifted bear, and he's donning this massive set of plate armor. And he kind of sits sits uncomfortably in this tiny cabin. There's this very, very large spear that kind of leans up against the side of the the door where he's kept it for safekeeping. And around his head is a um, a like a like a a headband that is tied behind back. and on the front of the headband, it's like this, this navy blue headband with a symbol of five claws. They look like claw marks surrounding a spear. And quickly, um, as he shifts the, uh, the wipers up one more level, uh, the humming of the, the car stops, and it's dark, and it's wet, and it's incredibly cramped where we are, and the walls seem to press in on either side of this tiny mechanical closet. And a young muffled voice calls out from nearby, Ursan, Ursan, where are you? And after a few moments, the door of the closet swings open 
revealing a young cub-like Ursong tangled up in this spool of spare wire. And standing in the doorway of the closet is a small Brineri, which for those who don't know, is like a otter person. They literally look exactly like otters, but they're intelligent. Um, <laughs> jumps at the side of the small bear, and she says, I found you, found you. Okay, okay, I'm gonna go hide now. Uh, now you count, and don't peek. And she darts out of there, darts out of the, the closet entryway, and Ursan covers his eyes, and he begins counting. And soon, He's heading out of the closet, traversing through this maze of hallways in the facility, and there's several people standing tall overhead. He only comes up to about their knees and passing underneath these white coats and uh, these these people wearing mechanical coveralls. Um, uh, each one of them responds the same, no matter how they dress. They politely kind of step out of the way and smile as he tramples through the hall and runs in search of his friend. Um, Along one of the halls, Ursan is stopped in his tracks by a very familiar voice. Um, and he doubles back with a wide smile on his face and he chases after the sound. Um, a small cub, the small cub skids to a stop and as the voice grows hostile, a scream rings out. And in horror, we see Ursan wince. The once lively hallway of workers now cold and quiet. We kind of fade away and we're back into the cub's home and he's, uh, it's a fairly sized quarters for the area. And Ursan's mother and his father rush to pack their things in their suitcases. A towering 10 foot bear lumbers towards the still petrified Ursan and reaches down a carrying paw, lifting Ursan's head and his booming voice of his father rings in his head and calmly and certainly says, it's okay, my son, we're going to be safe. We're gonna make it. Pack your things. We leave Absalom Station tonight. And the rest is, is a whirlwind as we head back and we stare from the point of view of Ursan as he quietly and again uncomfortably kind of fidgets at the, the memory. In the back of the truck, we see probably the sketchiest looking member of the group leaning back in the, the chair um, in the back left of the vehicle. A heavy, dark brown cloak hangs over his body, frayed at the edges, um, and it covers, it covers all of his body. You don't see much skin at all. Um, a large hood is connected to the jacket, and it rests around his shoulders, and he wears this mask that covers the bottom half of his face, and it kind of eerily looks like a ventilator. What isn't covered by his mask is hidden by his disheveled, twisted hair. And all of his clothing is very well worn, but it is thick, sturdy material. He has a large sniper rifle strapped, usually to the back, but now it's leaning up against the side of the cargo rig. And when the wind blows, you see his cloak. Uh, sorry, when, when he kind of shifts in his seat, you see this large knife on his hip. And as he looks out the window, we see a bustling outskirt of, of some city kind of seem to appear in his mind. And he draws this from kind of where, where we're headed. Um, he, the, the outskirts of the city we're driving towards is enough to really bring 
back a memory to him. And we, we see this bustling outskirt of a city that's filled with Lashunta's humans and androids all heading out of the city, um, making their way home after a long workday, buying and selling as these, these side markets are kind of open. There's a few storefronts on the way out and people are stopping and, and purchasing wares. Um, but the sunset is painting this little market area of dim red, it's beautiful. And outside a small storefront, there's a Lashunta man encouraging passerbyers to come look, come look, as he has something for sale. And uh, he's having a sale on bulk transistors. One man approaches, kind of looks around in the box for a little bit until he nods and politely leaves the box behind, not purchasing anything. And the Lashunta man kind of shakes his head and he continues, shakes it off and he continues to look for more patrons. And in the darkened store, as, as he is left it unattended, there's a faint sound of scrap being shuffled around. And there's another Lashanta man inside, dark, bluish, brownish skin, um, pretty plain clothes. And he's digging through a bin of scrap electronics and he's methodically picking out valuable practical pieces quickly. It's not a problem for this man to find pieces incredibly fast. He's very skilled at what he does. And after some time of, of picking and loading up a bag, there's a ring at the door and it signals the store owner to come back in. The store owner has opened the door and it's kind of like a bell rings as the store owner comes in. And just like a shadow, the thief melts into the clutter around him, blending in with ease. It's not a problem hiding behind shelves, not existing. As he rounds the final corner, headed towards the exit, he's stopped by the store owner and locks eyes with him directly in front of him. And he says, I've heard about you, Marwin, from outside of town. Marwin attempts to dip around the store owner who quickly scrambles to maintain the blockade and says, the other store owners told me about the times that you've hit here. From behind Marwin, two dark cloaked figures firmly clasp mechanical arms around Marwin's wrists and an electric current passes through his body. No one will miss you, Marwin. The store owner says, and Lashanta man visions blurs and he begins to fall unconscious. And the last thing he hears is if the work doesn't kill you, the broken spirit will send her to the lion. And we fade back into the truck as Marwin kind of wakes up from a quick nap as the, the humming of the engine kind of put him to sleep for just a little bit. Next to him in the passenger seat is an android staring straight forward. No, no real emotion on his face at the moment. And as he stares, we see his, his eyes blink and blink and the metal kind of casings, the eyelids kind of refocus constantly and then where we zoom into his eye and we see the intricacies of the inner workings of his mind they're revealed to us snaps his fire off at lightning speed and microscopic wires follow a channel all the way to the center of his mechanical mind his mechanical cranium and now we see nothingness 
void as dark as night. Then brightness, brighter than the brightest star in the packed worlds. Is it real? Is it, is it unknown? Is it anywhere from here? And then a slow mixing of darkness, void, battling this brightest star, this brightest light in the darkest of darkest night. And then we hear voices. Voices in, in, in his mind, in the android's head. There's, but we can't make anything out. It's maybe a female voice, a higher voice. And now a low rumbling, angry man. Yes, angry, angry, calm, nothing. And the android sits and he's almost in a loop where he, it's so familiar yet it's so foreign. And then nothing. And then nothing. And we're back in the truck. All sitting next to each other as we get close. The driver of the vehicle, the big uplifted bear kind of points to the exit that we're taking and we traverse into the city a little bit slower as the traffic kind of careens to a halt. Everybody is kind of shaken awake by traffic. The stop and go starting to come a little bit, a little bit more um, frequent now as we get into the inner workings of the city. And we're going to pause for just a second while I get some water because my throat hurts. Dude, great um, job. But that's yeah. it. Yeah, that was so <laughs> I'm so That was so good. That was so sick. Oh my God. Just a little bit of background as we get into um, the city here um, of Cabarat. Uh, it's um, a, a pretty, it's actually a known city in um, uh, Castrovo. Uh, Castroval. It's a. It's like it's known as the jewel of the Western Sea. So it's a very beautiful city. It'd be like equivalent to a like, probably not as prominent as like a New York City, but a very like a Cincinnati maybe, like a very pretty city. You know that we all like. Everybody's like, oh yeah, it's a gorgeous skyline. Um, the sad thing is, for some of you who are visiting here for the first time, uh, it is just very yucky out. It's very stormy. You can't really see much of the city because the clouds are kind of hanging so low. Um, but we get into the city, and again, we're headed to this place called Pratt's Produce. And it's a, it's a pretty large store. It's enough to obviously carry 50 tons of these yarrow berries. Um, and you've been instructed to kind of pull the truck up um, kind of into the, the back of the, there's like an alleyway, um, and you will do some loading there. But you haven't really had any correspondence with anyone in the, the building. Um, you've just been given your task by your dispatcher uh, at Edge Corp. So she's the one who kind of hooks you up with gigs. Her name's Terica. Um, and she has let you know we need to arrive at Pratt's Produce. Uh, you're going to be picking up 50 tons of yarrow berries. Once you load them back onto your ship, we're going to actually be traveling to Akiton and delivering them at the Hive Market at a place there called Ka Imports. Um, pretty quick and dirty gig. No sweat. So we're heading in, and I'm going to say that you guys are actually uh, 
very close now to the store um, and you're following kind of your nav system in the truck um, and it kind of leads you to the back side of the store where you can park. Um, from there out front, uh, you are in a very, very busy part of town. It's kind of a uh, pretty cramped, the only way to see the sky is looking directly up. Um, it's very tall, high rises, uh, lots of traffic. You're kind of in the middle of the worst time of the day, like three, four o'clock in the afternoon where people are starting to pack their things and go home. Um, so it's kind of a hassle to get, get all settled in, but I'm assuming, and uh, Ursan will leave this up to you, I'm assuming you pull up and park in the back where you're supposed to? Sure. <clears throat> So oh, you giving me some bear. power. No, no, let me think about this. Okay. Take <laughs> your time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Park wherever <laughs> makes sense. We park. Um, and I didn't, I mean, is there anything that you guys, we could even say, you know, as you're getting into the city, there's a few moments to to talk to one another. Is there any any conversation that happens as we're kind of getting settled before we head in? Um... I don't think my character would necessarily start a conversation, but I imagine the whole drive, it's been a lot of uh, moving my seat up and back and up and back and rolling the window up and down and up and down and air drumming on the dashboard and a lot of just really fidgety, annoying things like that. Ursan is annoyed. Also, Ursan's taking up probably 90% of the front seat, so... <laughs> oh, your elbows are touching, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Do you have one of those, uh, like, the middle, um, not the center console, but, like, the armrests that are in some cars? You have to put yours, like, all the way right. up, like in an airplane. Right. Like, oh, you yeah. just can't yeah, have yeah, that yeah. constricting you. Yeah. He, I, he has one cheek on the seat. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine that PP11 is sitting behind... Uh, and just having have his not chair <laughs> slammed into his knees over and over again, yeah. and he's just <laughs> not reacting. Yeah, <laughs> just doesn't feel it. Just we have not had the, the name drop of your Android oh, yeah. yet. One more time for the for the boys. What's your name? PP11. PP11. The joke comes full circle. Mm -hmm. PP11. Yeah, I think um, Marwin who doesn't go by Marwin. You guys no none of you will know him as Marwin at least at this yeah. stage. You know, he'll tell you his like the name that he's going to go by Damn, later Marwin. whenever so conversation sorry. comes up. No, no, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. I mean like player to player it's very different than character to character. Um but he's just like gazing out the mm -hmm. window. His seat isn't the one that's getting monged. So he's chill. <laughs> um I will I will ask how long have we known each other? Uh, this is like this is like the very very beginning of the gig, right? Like all we've all we've known is just each other in this car. Sure, that's a that's a great question. So how these gigs work usually is you are drawn from a pool of contractors and thrown in a truck together. So some of you may know each other by passing by and kind of seeing other people around the area, but it is as it gets very gig worky. Gotcha. Like you just are muscle. You're, you're moving goods. That's really your, your role here. It's a very low-paying job at EdgeCorp, um, as are most jobs at EdgeCorp. Um, but it's, it's simple to do. You really can't screw it up. And, um, yeah, to answer your question, 
unless otherwise specified by you all, most of you wouldn't know each other outside of being like, oh, that's the android I saw the other day. That's right. Like on Absalom straight Station where you're getting kind of set up. Okay. That's where the kind of hub of, of uh, work is. There's an, an office there, like a port there with all of the company ships. And so you might have seen each other walking around. Okay. I don't think anyone would recognize my character. Just saying. You have not seen her around. So they got the newbie. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. You yeah, know, there there's a newbie with you guys. Also, pause. Jack, uh, Zach, I just wanted to say, I think it's pronounced Castrovel. Is it Castrovel? Because yeah. I haven't I heard. I called okay. it Castrofel whenever I played Starfinder. And I think People it's... People like, boo as hell. And I think it's Castrovel. And Castrovel. just for Pathfinder guys, I this is, I believe, the planet where elves came to Galarian from. It's like a... It's, cool. a, it's a blue forest planet. Anyways... Thank you. I'll go back and dub over. No, it's, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I just wanted to say something. But now we have a good pronunciation. Yeah. Castrovel. Yes. Castrofel. Castrofel. Yeah. We're here on the elven planet of Cast... <laughs> Castwaffle. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you guys, if, if there is anything else before we move forward. I don't have anything. Oh, one thing about up. my character, just so you know, uh, uh, uplifted bears don't actually have, like, a normal like vocal box they speak telepathically hey so yeah. exactly first off very cool because we got two tele- telepathic boys here mm-hmm. um you guys actually from what i've read can speak but think about a bear snout trying to speak common yeah. words it's like very hard to get the enunciation <laughs> correct <laughs> so you can it's just kind of filthy yeah. to speak yeah. <laughs> It's it's almost like I from what I've seen it's like almost like yeah it just sounds like it's a kind of a degrading way to talk is like I just would rather yeah. speak to you telepathically because it's mm-hmm. going to be much clearer than me kind of poo burying these words mm-hmm. out that makes sense that's cool so Urson pulls up the truck kind of hums to a stop and to describe the cargo. Um, rig a little bit to you guys this is like a 25 foot this is a a semi like you guys are driving the space equivalent of a semi truck um and uh it floats about a foot and a half off the ground um and still has a a pretty hefty rumble um but it can carry up to max cap is like 55 tons so you guys pull up up the the truck the flatbed's completely empty at this point um the storefront of Pratt's produce um, is this. It's like a very typical corner store in a city. Um, it's got kind of like a backdrop alley that leads back to like a loading dock where like they would have a warehouse, drop shipments and pick up shipments. Um, but outside the front of the store is a big like long elongated neon sign that reads Pratt's produce. And it kind of is blinking at different parts and a few light bulbs are out. It looks kind of kind of wonky, a little bit run down, but nice enough. Um, and as you guys load out of the vehicle, um, shut the doors behind you, you walk into the store, the front, the front door, and um, the inside of the grocery store exudes this cleanliness that is, it's super like minimalistic. I mean, it's pretty plain, um, but not like clean. I would say it's it's almost bare. 
but there's rows of shelves uh, and like friendly aisle displays. So there's like these these um, screens that are kind of flashing ads. You know, ever been into like a Best Buy where all of the screens are doing the same thing and it's just like all flashing kind of in your face? Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of how this is set up. Lots of ads playing on like the deals in the store, um, this current sales they're having. Um, and there's about a dozen or two people in here, mostly Lashantas that are kind of going about picking up their, their daily groceries and um, selecting food and what, well, I, the Lashanta of the party um, is, uh, uh, is actually picking up some conversation. And I guess the uplifted bear would too. I guess Ursong would hear some of that as well. Um, just kind of like picking up that people are talking telepathically to each other. Um, and uh, it's kind of this small talk uh, that's happening around the area. And then to the right of the ent- entrance, there's these automated checkout lanes supervised by this middle-aged looking Lashanto woman. Um, and she's kind of tallying up purchases as people come through the line. Um, pretty nice place. What do you guys do? So we're just here for like the job, right? To pick up the berries and leave? Correct. Um, alrighty then. Um, oh, one thing, one thing, by the way, Zach and Chance and Silas, uh, that we forgot to mention, uh, Jackson and I do know each other. I like PP11 and, and Very cool. Marwin do know each other yeah. from just previous jobs. We've worked several jobs together. Very um, cool. So like we are kind of like workplace acquaintances. Yeah. Um, cool. But I would assume we just like go up to the front and. Or I guess I guess I will go up to the front. I grab them berries. <laughs> yeah. So there are Say the berries, by the, the way, berries. the berries are this is just a typical grocery store. Oh, okay. Um, so like it's it's this is this is not the warehouse where they would have the berries. This is a a store. So there the it's like it's like a freaking Albertsons or uh, you know, whatever. And mm. there's like the the checkout lines and it's very like kind of just like local grocery store. So are we buying them or are we picking up a shipment that's set apart for us? So you are you are there to you are you are picking up. So so it in what did you say? How is it pronounced again, Chance? Castravel? Castravel, I believe. Castravel. I'm so freaking good at Starfinder. Um, <laughs> and Castravel, this is like a export. So the they are exporting the berries out of the, the of the city to we're going to Akiton, and uh, they they will pay for the the shipment, and then you will take that money back to EdgeCorp, and EdgeCorp will divvy up Pratt's Produce's cut and cool. their cut. So they're going to be paying. We are just going to take and go receive the cash, and they they will have it for us. But we we haven't talked to anybody. You guys haven't discussed anything. This has all been like this is the gig, and you guys need to go figure out who has the berries and pick them up here. You just know you're supposed to be <laughs> who's, here. Who's got where the are berries? the damn um, berries? <laughs> where are so the, the berries? Person, I start scanning for berries. So the the person <laughs> you're saying that Make that is check. working. There's like there's just a Lashenta like working at the front desk or whatever or like the checkout. Yeah, she's standing the by the checkout and tally, tally in order. She's an older lady. Oh, is there, like, people checking out right now? Like, a line? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, a few people are checking out. Yeah, so Joni's just going to walk up and just cut who's ever in line. Um, 
and <laughs> there's there's an older Lashanta man who is barely able to stand upright. She just kind of <laughs> nearly bumps, and he has to like pump the brakes on his walker. To yeah, she let just kind of like cuts <laughs> in. Oh, and uh, she just like leans really far onto the the counter, like farther than like personal space, and she's gonna just um, kind of like tap, kind of like rudely, and. He's just gonna say, um, "Hey, we're we're here to get the uh, the berries. Uh, uh, are, are they in the back? Like, where where you know where from? Where are we from? Shoot, you're from uh, Absalom <laughs> Station. Edge Corp yeah. is the company. Uh, do I have like a badge? Do I have like an Edge Corp like? You have an ID. <laughs> yes, you will have a little ID yeah. with your little picture. She on just it. it's super new. Yeah, she it's so squeaky. Yeah, clean. she just like flips it out and she's like." She's like, Edge Corp, uh, yeah, we're here for the berries. Uh, where are they at? I don't see any berries around here. Are they in the back? She's she's like take, taking you in. And uh, she kind of peers over her little half moon spectacles uh, and like looks at your badge, like picks up your badge and kind of does like the, you know, bifocal, like focus to read your badge. And um, she says, um, Yes, you'll find my husband in in the back. He's he's right. Great. Back okay, there. thank she you. Points to the back of the <laughs> of the room. There's a little managerial office in the back. And before she can finish pointing or talking to you, you're on your way. Yeah. To the back. And I just like kind of like look at the other guys and do like a hey, like head nod and like follow me. <laughs> and then, I and love just, it. That's so sick. much personality. Ursan has a little, uh, has, well, I mean, it's a normal size shopping cart uh, that he has grabbed to <laughs> probably carry the berries, but it looks tiny in his, in his hands. And he just <laughs> squeaks it over to the, oh uh, to the, uh, <laughs> where the woman was. And, and he, uh, telepathically, of course, says, I apologize for her <laughs> inconsiderate nature. And then follows <laughs> to the back. I want you to know that is you are huge. that is the funniest <laughs> mental image I've had today yes. of a giant ass upright bear pushing a tiny shopping cart. It is, it is like it's sweet, not sweet, even sweet, 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 sweet. Oh if you've ever been to like those small like. You know, like like uh, uh, I think Trader Joe's has them, where they're like not even a full size shopping cart. Yeah, yeah. They're just cool. like yeah. the Half-size really shopping baby cart. shopping yeah. carts, yeah. and you just have two fingers on the handles on each mm-hmm. hand, like pinching, because they're just you just have to scoot it along. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you're so you're like bumping into here. the shelves as you pass by. Your fur is just like grazing the cans as you like pass through the yeah. whole, the aisle. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn to to PP11 um, and say. Damn, PP, it's just some kind of scene we got going here. PP11 <laughs> uh, says, beep boop. Uh, yeah, there's quite a scene going on. Beep boop. <laughs> yeah, so I, uh, Joni's just ran back in the back, I guess, to go find the guy. Great. Yes, so we run back and um, it's like one of those glass, kind of like half glass wall window things that you can kind of see what's going on in there. There's like an L-shaped desk as you guys kind of burst open the door. Joni runs in, I assume, um, and you see a older stocky Lushtanta man and he's wearing like, like blue coveralls. So like head to toe, like little man jumper uh, behind his desk and there's papers just all over the desk. Um, he has, Lashantas have two, like, antennae, antennae, and one of his is actually 
cut off, it's severed. And he has a scar, he has no hair, he's bald, and a scar from like his eyebrow all the way to the back of his neck, like a huge gash. Um, and on, on, can you go ahead and give me a perception check, Joni? Yeah. Ooh, okay, I'll take it. I'll freaking, freaking take it. That's gonna be a modified 21. Nice. Okay, wow, awesome. Actually, everybody give me a perception check as well. Johnny will be the first check. one to see Got it. a natty 17. It's perception, wisdom. Starting out strong. Yes, sir. Wait, it's a where's, skill. Where's it's my a skill. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a skill. Oh, it's, a, it's back to being a skill now. Uh, 15. Okay. Um, 11. Okay. Oh, did you... Uh, Ursan, what did you say? Sorry. Okay. Yeah. So, um... The android and the little girl notice um, on some of his back um, shelves, there is a uh, a like cut like a, a framed award with a couple of medals on it um, that look like military awards in nature. So you assume that this guy's probably a veteran of some some kind. Um, but the other two, you just kind of notice you walk in um Maybe you, well, I was, I was going to say you can't see over the bear, but he didn't see either. Um, but uh, <laughs> you you walk in and, and this Lashanta man is, is sitting, his legs are kind of crossed underneath the, the table, uh, underneath the desk, and he is looking down at a data pad. So he's got this like tablet in his hands um, and he's, he's kind of furiously like tapping it, trying to um, like work on it and is shaking his head like something's wrong and as he sees you guys come in he kind of takes the pad and he just like kind of like tosses it on the table it kind of spins out pushes a few papers off the side of the table and he just says what can i do for you oh sorry uh joni was staring uh at his (laughs) messed up fucked up antennae uh hey (laughs) Jeez. Yeah, we're we're here to pick up berries. We're from uh, Edge Edge Corp. Uh, looking for the berries. Uh, and it, she's oh. scanning the room. Are, are they there? Are they in the? They are not in this office. Oh, we're no. in the office. I thought we were in the. In the- <laughs> no, this is the managerial I, I office see. in the back. Screw Sorry. Me. Yeah. No, that's fine. Yes. Um. No, he he says. Um. Uh, y- yes. No. Um. Absolutely. It's it's. Uh, so good that you're here and he stands up and he says I'm uh, Runo Pratt and he puts his arm out to shake Joni's hand she and he kind of hobbles getting out of his chair uh she's totally got a buzzer in her hand yeah (laughs) (laughs) she she shakes it uh very I no one can see that on the podcast but I'm just frantically (laughs) shaking his hand aggressively aggressively shaking uh Mm -hmm. shaking his hand he says, uh, no, it's it's great that you are all here. Um, <clears throat> let me show you to the back room where the berries are. And he kind of lumbers out. Um, and as he... Pa- well, actually, let's check it out. What do you got, Runo? Give me that. Ursan sweeps after oh. him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're all right. Um, you're right. You're right. As he passes Morrowin, or not Morrowin, um, he sees... Are your antennas showing at all? Yes. Okay. So he sees that you are a Lashanta as well. And he kind of perks up and he says, 
when I was your age, I was I was doing the same thing. It builds builds character, and he kind of taps you on the shoulder, Marwin, and you look very scary. But he still, you know, is is just happy to see somebody like like him with the group. Um, and he marches off the back, uh, opens the door to the warehouse. You would assume, and you guys walk in to this huge warehouse, and. Um, Ursan, with your little shopping cart to carry the berries, you are met with a b- nearly building-sized mound of crates that oh. you all are going to need to lift to the back of the trailer. Um. He says, "He says, oh well, um, uh, here it is. Uh, thank you so much for being here, and I know that you're going to need probably about uh, twelve to sixteen hours to get things loaded up. So." Um, We'll we'll open the the back door for you here, so you can get your. Uh, did you guys bring any hover carts at all? You did. That's the little. Okay. Uh, they're like uh, little yes. beds. They're like the hover cart is like a. It's like anti grav, mm. like like um like at Home Depot the big like flatbed mm-hmm. rollers, and that's that opens up to about ten feet wide, so you can load those up. They can carry about five thousand pounds each, um, and you could take that back to the truck. But it is going to take. Roughly 16 hours for you all Ooh. to do this by yourselves. <sighs> by hand. Okay. Jeez. And he says, before you get started, he goes, um, uh, you, be- you better hurry. There's there's a lot to move. Um, and these yarrow berries, well, they, you know, they spoil um, before too long. Um, and this shipment means so much to me and my family. You see, I've been running this establishment for uh, nearly 30 years, and now it's my daughter Nita's turn. Um, so this, this shipment is going to pay for my retirement, and, um, and if all goes smoothly and, you know, everything goes well, I'll be able to, to has, pass my, um, my company off to my daughter. Um, and oh, of course, that's right. You're gonna need. Um, I'm. I'll, uh, I'll have to sign the document for you. You're gonna need a signature. Hold on, let me just go get my, my data pad. And he runs back into the um, office and pulls out, um, the the data pad that he was kind of f- fiddling with on the table. And he comes over and he says, um, <clears throat> and he like is working on it for a little bit. And um, you guys see kind of a red like light like blink on and off, off the data pad. And he just says, damn it. He says, so hold on just a moment. And he kind of fiddles with it for a little bit more. And he says, ah, fuck, this was working for inventory last night, but now it's a mess. And I, I need to change a file of ownership for my, my paperwork for you all. And I, I, I can't get the damn thing to work. Um, and he kind of like gestures on the tablet for you all. Hey, uh- Hand it over. Let me see what I can do with it. <laughs> he, like, kind of gingerly hands it over to you, um, ready for somebody really to, to take a look at it more than anything. Um, he says, well, before you can do much, you're going to need my um, my thumbprint here. Um, and he goes over and he actually takes his thumbprint, and there's a little spot for him to, like, scan his thumbprint. And it opens up just kind of to an, an open, like, password screen. Um but it's like not allowing you to like click on the like link to type in the password. Like it's just a, a like frozen screen almost. Um, um, 
so you want to so i, I want to see if i can like um just fix it would that be like a computers or engineering or um go ahead and give me a check? hacking check a hacking check which is yes. computers i would assume yes okay cool i am hackor 22 you are able to um kind of quickly you guys watch as um this super heavy edgy geared lashanta just like no problem buzzes through um and is able to unlock this data pad there's a firewall message that actually pops up um as soon as you log in and uh runo kind of like furrows his brown he says i that wasn't there before. And after a little bit more digging, um, you actually know this as like, you've been doing these jobs for a little bit of time and you know kind of the dangers, but this is like a, this is like a sneak thief, like hack. So there's people around here that are usually goblin in nature that know how to like bug data pads and um, they can kind of get into the whole system that way. So this is kind of a very crappy hack that they tried to put on it for you you just whiz it away and you kind of let them know like hey this looks like kind of a, a a sneak thief bug and he immediately is like oh gods um i've heard of people talking about these goblins but i didn't really think much of it they seem to be a pest around here but no thank thank you so much and um Please, uh, go ahead and, and uh, take these additional hover carts. Um, let me see if I can get some folks to help you guys so you could load up a little bit quicker. Um, thank you uh, so much. Um, and he goes and fetches some more carts for you guys. And now, mechanically, you guys are a little bit quicker. Go ahead, um, Chance. Yeah, while he goes and does that, um, can Joni take the, the little pad? Or does he take it back? You just want to ask him for the pad? Oh, does he just take it back? <laughs> Uh, yeah, he takes it back from, yeah. <laughs> from our friend, but I mean, did you want to ask for it? No, it's fine. Are you sure? <laughs> he seems to like you guys uh, now. You're helping him yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, jo- You're going to set him up for retirement. Jody says, just says, <clears throat> just, oh yeah, goblins. Okay. Do you, do you, did you install the, uh, the anti-goblin firmware? Did you install that? Uh, um... This is a relatively new piece of hardware that we've just uh, incorporated into our business model. And um, no, I don't think so. It it, it comes already installed. You you just got to You just got to turn the setting. Let let me do it. (laughs) Okay, you take it over. I I just want to look at his his search history. (laughs) Okay, give me a uh, give me a computer's check just to see. And uh, maybe like a stealth check. Oh, I, I I can't actually do computers. <laughs> I mean, I could pull up his Oopsie. like Google Chrome search. You're a teenager. Yeah, more, That's fine. Yeah, more more yeah. like a stealth check. Yeah, right? yeah. She, like show that you're not. She's just yeah. gonna she's just gonna change his uh his uh, background to some uh some sexy Lashinta stuff <laughs> off okay. the web, and then she puts it back on as the you as you hit the search bar. The first five results like. Um, are uh, how to grow yarrow berries in window yarrow berries window 
vacation spots on Castrovo. Yeah. Um, like he's just like very like he's preparing to retire, and there's nothing gross yeah. on there okay. that you can see <laughs> well, right she, away. She, How to Google your? She gets some gross stuff and puts it on his on his background. So, okay. anyways, <laughs> and you put it down, and he thanks you again yeah. for helping. Yeah. Thanks for installing that for me. Ab- absolutely. <laughs> um, okay, so you're here. And again, with the additional help from helping him out, now it's going to take about 12 hours. So um, you. you guys just kind of, I'm assuming, begin. <laughs> yeah, while, we're, while we start working and everything, I think I want to like um, turn to the group and, and say... Uh, okay, yeah, my voice mod is on, thank God. <coughs> Sorry about that. <coughs> um, well, if we're going to be working together, we might as well know some names. Uh, I know PP over there. We've worked together a few times. What's up? I'm, uh, I'm PP11. I mean, sorry, wait. Beep boop, what's up? He- I'm, uh, I'm PP11. It's nice to meet you guys. Beep boop. <laughs> uh, and you can call me uh, Dark Star. That's what I go by in the industry. Jenny laughs. Wait, is my voice not even no. working? No, I yeah. didn't hear. Wait, okay, I gotta redo that. All. I gotta redo it all. <laughs> Actually, no, it's fine. This will be fun. It'll be fun for the listener, right? That's what I'm telling myself. Um. Okay. Yeah. So you. What'd you say? You said you need to know our names. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Joni. Uh. Joni uh, stretches and she says, "She says Dark Star, eh? Pretty sweet name." She says <laughs> the name's Joni. You might have heard of me, and she, uh, uh, you slip a, and she kind of slips a little. Uh, it's like a, it's like a little uh, sticker, but it's like a QR code. And she just kind of like and it just it's like in a really shitty like font and stuff. This just says like yes. Joni and like whatever. It's like a little. Do you do you scan it with your with your comm unit? Yeah, yeah, I scan it. I scan uh, it. it. Rick rolling coming. Yeah, it just uh, it just pulls up just like just like a SoundCloud song of just really heavy rock like punk like electronics like Skrillex <laughs> stuff. And she's like, yeah, you might have heard of me. Well, I can say the music matches the personality at the very least. Finger guns. As she, like, backs away. (laughs) 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 Mr. Bear. We all turn and look at the huge hulking bear. (laughs) Still holding the shopping cart. (laughs) You may call me Urson. I will return the squeaking cart. <laughs> this is all telepathically, right? Yes. Oh my he gosh. goes to put the cart back up at the front, and then he returns to start stacking berries. Let's get a yeah, berry stick. Be our, I mean, Urson's going to be slaying this lifting berry. Yeah. Job. Yeah. How many? How many? Uh, how many berries can Urson lift at a time? <laughs> So unfortunately, uh, it's not so much that you can like lift a lot. It's just that it's kind of narrow to get them out the area. So you're all kind of stuck 
like mm. getting them on the cart and then pushing them out because the the walkway is is narrow. You could lift probably just as much without the help of a cart, um, but it's it's more so just like might as well conserve energy. We're going to be doing this for a very long time. Right. But I will say, Urson is not even kind of breaking a sweat. Like this is a very easy task for the ten mm-hmm. foot grizzly bear. Um, Joni is doing like, I mean. Unless, uh, let me know if this isn't true, but I, I would see Joni, like, the cr- one crate to get it on. She's kind of doing the thing with your knee, like, when you're carrying something that's too heavy and you have to use, like, your knee to kind of hold it up to, like, adjust your grip. And she's just, like, hulking this this big, like, they're super heavy crates. Um, but she is not going to not keep up with you guys. So she is is busting it, uh, just like everybody else. Um uh-huh. So if you if you all I mean are are beginning to load it's you get the hover carts out and you you begin loading and literally you watch the evening turn to night and you work mostly in the night. Um it is a long grueling awful day with a few inventory at the stock Yes. Correct. It is it is uh disgusting. It is it is hard hard work and by the time you guys are kind of rounding the end of your um your shift uh the lights have actually the main lights in the grocery store shut off a long time ago and by the time you have about an hour or two left the lights turn back on in the store so you guys have worked completely through the night um you're exhausted um and uh just as you guys are getting the last few crates uh in on the back of the the truck, um, Runo comes out and he's well slept, obviously. And he says, um, "He says, wow, it looks like you guys made short work of this here pile. Um, great, great job! And uh, like I said, please, please try to get these delivered quickly. Um, I, I can't thank you all enough for your assistance with my data pad um, and." Um, well, actually, hold on just a moment here. And he runs, he kind of walks back into the store and he brings out um, one more crate uh, of berries. And it's not as big as the other pallets that you've kind of been like hauling, um, but it's it's big enough uh, to be definitely worth something. Um, and he, he hands Urson, just because you're kind of the biggest dude, uh, the the crate and he says ah, it's a it's a long trip um back to uh Akiton and well uh, if you get hungry you know maybe you can you can snack on some of this and it's just courtesy of Pratt's produce um and Your you guys eats one they're delicious they are like a savory berry they're like almost they're not like a, a t- traditional fruit they taste almost almost savory in nature though that kind of smoky tasting which is just wicked from a fruit um that is yeah, snack. joni just eats like a Delicy. mouthful like a handful and she's just it's got, almost too much she's just got blue on <laughs> yeah. her lips it is it is blue. just stabbing them with it his claws and the popping them in one by hair. one pp11 grabs one and smushes it against his face shield <laughs> uh marwin like Pulls up his cloak and like pulls his mask down like a little bit, and like sneaks a berry in where nobody can see it. 
BB-11's seems... covering it up so nobody can see. <laughs> I got you, buddy. Tastes, I got you, buddy. Like, no one has to tastes see. Tastes like home. <laughs> this snack is acceptable. You have our gratitude. You guys would know that the uh, crate itself now is worth 499 credits because of the amount that you've taken off the top. But, uh, <laughs> they will, They are. They are delicious, and you oh can gosh, absolutely eat 500 credits worth of food. <laughs> this is like this is this is like an actual road trip. Uh, I was just gonna say before, like we leave, I want to say something to him, like privately, if I can. Uh. Okay. Joni, before like Joni's leaving, but she she uh, is gonna give him like five of her little uh, st- sticker QR codes. <laughs> it tells him to put them up around the store. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Is there a poster? Like, can I hang this poster anywhere? Yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah. god. She's okay. gonna she's gonna finger gun and back away. He takes them and he puts them in the upper left pocket of his coveralls, and they kind of puff out his pocket a little bit. Yeah. And while this is happening, Ursan is is uh, shopping for other snacks and toiletries. Okay, just brushing right. past the halls as the fur squeezing is, in between the yep, aisles, just stopping. The aisles are bent out as you're trying to squeeze through. Them. <laughs> Picks up a bottle of uh, some sort of liquid, reads the back, nutritional contents, puts it back. <laughs> he's just browsing while he's waiting for the others to uh, <laughs> to finish their their things. This is my favorite character you've ever made, yeah. Silas. <laughs> As Ursan is perusing, yeah. um, Ronnie, go ahead. You you pull Mr. Runo to the side. Yeah, I, I kind of go up to him and like motion for him to come over in like a very non-threatening way. Um, and I just kind of say in like a hushed voice, um, if you come across it, Marouche Vadiquara, let her know that who she's looking for is still alive. But I can't, I can't tell her myself. She should still be here in Castrovo, or Castrovo, whatever it is. Um, None of us can pronounce the name. None of us can pronounce You know, I, I grew up here and I still can't pronounce it. <laughs> um, but just let her know. Thank you. He, like, reaches out to grab your hand. Um in like a like a handshake manner, not like grabbing you as you walk away, but he like shakes your hand firmly, and uh, he just says uh, he, his demeanor kind of changes, um, and he says, um, "I will definitely keep my eyes out for you, and if I hear anything, um, I'll reach out." Thank um, you again. I'm, I hand him like a little slip of paper that has like my. Like essentially my email on it. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> my my uh, my edge email. <laughs> Darkstar at edge.net. <laughs> so you guys load up everything on the back of the truck. Um mm-hmm. it, you're exhausted. You're you're all, buys a pack of gum. <laughs> there is a Lashunta pack of gum and it is Yarrow Berry flavor. Nice. And you Perfect. pick it up. And uh as you're all packing back into the truck again, yeah, very, very tired, very sweaty, exhausted from an entire night's work. Um, <clears throat> and now uh, as you are, you guys sitting in the same spots. Yeah, same spots. Actually, uh, Darkstar is going to roll down the window and he's going to um, light an e-cig. Uh, he's got a little he's got a little flap on his mask that he like flaps up and like puts the cig in mm-hmm. and like uses a little like plasma lighter and is just like blowing some haze. Uh, he actually hot. offers one to, um, to Jody. An e-cig? Yeah. It's like a pack of, like, 
plasma cigs. I don't know. Something cool. <laughs> she shrugs. And she takes it. <laughs> a little blue haze. Yeah, and she, sa- uh, she says, uh, thanks. What do these things do? Uh, it's just a little something to take the edge off. You know? Huh. Yeah, you're probably not old enough to buy them yet, but you seem cool enough. Hell yeah, I seem cool <laughs> she enough. pretty cool. And she, uh, she, she starts it, and she, like, takes a, di- a big inhale, and exhales, kind of coughs. <laughs> she says, she says, this is pretty bad, but, uh, looks fucking tight and she just keeps doing that because it looks cool <laughs> and she starts like blowing smoke like all over and then is it's probably getting all over uh arson yeah it's just like she's just blowing smoke towards your face on accident like on accident <laughs> but <laughs> i would like to assume that like she just feels like nothing's happening but like the longer she keeps buffing she's just like a swaying more in her chair yeah, like yeah. <laughs> she just like likes the idea that it's blowing smoke mm-hmm. everywhere she thinks it looks cool <laughs> Slowly getting buzzed. <laughs> so, Urson, you would know um, most. I mean, whenever you wear like a fabricy uh, piece of clothing and you smoke in it, it just picks up the stink. Like it's just going to hold the stink. And you are a giant carpet. Oh, wait, if, so wait, is it an, it's definitely going to stay on your fur. For is a it? Long it's time. an e-cig. Is it like tobacco or is it like bubblegum flavored? No, that's yeah, true. I, that's a really good. What, what is, is it? it? What it's, is it? It's, Ron? Yeah. It's oh, OK. OK. Menthol. That's okay, fine. So you yeah. smell like a car freshener. Yeah. OK. Done. That's not too bad. Please it, blow out the window. She, <laughs> she says, she says <laughs> OK, OK, my bad. And she just doesn't change anything about how she's doing it. Um, and then Ursan very just passive aggressively takes his large claw and <laughs> rolls down the passenger side window. <laughs> she uh, she takes a big drag and she as I'm assuming we're we're about to pull out of the station. She's like, she says, hey, uh, Dark Star, is it uh, nice work with the with the with the gizmos and gadgets? Pretty cool. Uh, I've been messing with them since I was a kid. It's not a big deal. Okay. And she just kind of, she just, yeah, she just is kind of complimenting you and she kicks her feet up and she's just going to be puffing away in her e-cig. Has everyone (laughs) buckled their harness? (laughs) (laughs) He says as he's Uh, adjusting the little rear view mirror. Joni does not have a harness. I double check and then I go ahead and fasten my harness. My mine is harnessed. <laughs> Jody. She blows blows a puff of smoke at you. What's up? Urson fills his lungs and 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 very uh I mean, you know, he, he can hold a lot of air and blows it out the window for you. Please fasten your safety. All harness. right, all right. Don't get your fur in a twist. And she just <laughs> puts her. She uh, she just as a sign of like this, like I don't know, whatever. But she she is going to look like it's fastened, and it's like very close to the buckle, but it's not fastened. Yeah. she's just holding it. So it looks fastened, but she knows that she is not yeah. complying with you. 
But it actually takes more effort than it would just to fasten it. Correct. In Absolutely. Yeah. The rest of the trip, she's going to be holding it. <laughs> Ursan uh, uh, pops a berry, takes a swig of water, puts in a piece of gum, says, all right, and then lays on the gas. Fires up the engine. We Who's, who's on the ox? Who's on the ox? Uh, yeah. Who's got the car? I am. <laughs> he's jamming. Oh, uh, just, what are we listening uh, to? Ursan snatches it from you and gives it to PP11. Uh, well, we were listening to like 100 Gex trip, tripping yeah. music. <laughs> PP11 takes the ox and holds his finger out and inserts the ox into his finger. <laughs> and then it just starts playing mm, ambient melodies. Not anything surprising. Kind of Perfect. music, but future yeah uh dark scar is gonna turn over to pp and just nod neutral music <laughs> the somber uh not somber kind of yeah ambient the ambient music plays in the cabin um by the way none of you guys feel bad about puffing smoke around the cabin because it's such an old vehicle and it kind of smells like smoke anyway um but you begin the very gruelingly slow trek um, out of the city. Um, and uh, your berries are strapped on with pretty pretty hardy straps um, to make sure that they're not going anywhere. They're just covered. Um, <clears throat> and as you... Uh, sorry, the, sorry, the crates are covered, so it's not like there's just open berries hanging outside. Um, and as you are slowly making your way around the city, I, I would say, Ursan, as you're driving... Um, it's a very, very, very tight city again to remind you all. Um, and people are honking left and right at this giant freight truck, like cargo rig buzzing around corners and just like taking up the whole road. Like you and you have to. I mean, we got to get out of here. So you're just kind of you have patience. You they're showing no response as people honk <laughs> and yell. And um, the lights around the city is kind of um, just just again like if you can't even see the the difference between the lighting in the city and the sun it's just so bright and lively in the in the morning air it's about 10 o'clock in the morning um and you uh as as you're going it is still raining lightly um but you all stop at a um at a stoplight uh at in the middle of a, a very busy part of town um and uh, there's this, at the stoplight, there's this old woman that kind of begins to cross at the crosswalk. And she is very slow. <laughs> um, uh, she is carrying, she's kind of pushing this little cart of, uh, like, petrol tanks. They're like little, uh, like, canisters. Like, if you can imagine the canisters on uh, Monsters, Inc., it's kind of like that. Mm. Uh, like those yellow canisters mm. on her little cart. Um, and they're a little bit rusty and they're kind of teetering on the, the floating cart um, and traffic is halted. The light turns and you guys are still having to wait for this old lady to, to cross the road. Um, she somehow trips um, and the cans just go flying out around the intersection. There's so many just like rolling. The tanks are just rolling everywhere and the cart kind of like loses power and tips over as well. Um, and as people are honking furiously, um, 
she just takes her time picking up those canisters. Ursan puts the, the truck in park and gets out and helps uh, her. Joni is reaching across and slamming the uh, the horn at the old woman <laughs> very furiously. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and then sees Ursan get out and like rolls her eyes. <laughs> White knight Ursan. Um, <laughs> okay. So you go over and you just want to do you want to like help her, or do you want to talk to her? No, he just helps. Okay. Um. So as you step out of the car, go ahead and give me a perception check. Okie doke. Oh, somebody Nick, trying to get Mimosa the berries. Says, I see you have dropped your belongings in the middle of a busy street. <laughs> um. You said perception. Yep. It's a nine. Just some rusty okay. pe- petrol canisters. Yeah, no. So you uh, you walk up um, to see her. everybody. Actually, everybody, give me a perception check. Okay, here we go. Oh, okay, got a nat seventeen last time. Now I'm rocking a nat too. So, okay. and he did uh, sling his spear on on his back. Uh, is not resting okay. in the. Great. Sure. Every time got, he steps out, of, uh, steps out of the truck, it's on his back. Twelve Great. perception. Twelve. Okay. PP eleven. Uh, thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. Um. So as you approach the woman, um, Ursan, uh, you begin kind of helping her, and uh, you get two in your arms or three, because they're pretty bulky, but I mean, you're massive. Um, and you uh, get over to her cart and kind of flip it up with your foot. I'm assuming you like kind of kick it up like a skateboard and it like floats again. Mm-hmm. And as you drop the canisters and kind of look to address her, She's got a, a hood kind of over her face, and you like look her in the face and say, "You know, I see that you dropped these. Let me help." And uh, she like looks up at you, and her eyes are like gears spinning, and she's got two like hoses that run out of her mouth, like into the back of her neck, and um, you you hear. Oh. You hear a like, like a, like a charging battery, no. like when you flip on like a laser no. cannon and it goes, oh my and word. she just like, her jaw just unhinges and just blasts fire at you. Oh my God. Uh, go ahead and make a, I believe a reflex oh. save. Oh my God. Shit. What the hell, Zach? <laughs> Oh no. In the truck, we're still listening to Enya. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Joni, exactly. As this fire just like lights out the intersection. Joni what did you get? feels happy An that eleven slamming on the, on the horn now. <laughs> no guilt. An 11, you said. Yep. Why are we, I forgot that now it's like, we are back to rolling just very low yeah. numbers. Yes. Um, yeah, I get no bonus to that one. Yes. <laughs> um, An 11 succeeds. Oh, so you are going. That's to a nice take, surprise. Uh, what is your um, oh, shoot? This is like different DCs. Um, yeah, what is your? Uh, I believe it's kinetic AC. Fifteen. Okay, and what's your EAC? Twelve. Okay, uh, you take four points of fire damage. Um, and we are going to go ahead and and roll. Initio. Hello. Here we go. As the the fire, like it's like very like 
white light in the city and then the buildings like light up this orange fire light and the whole like square kind of just erupts in chaos as this you now know Urson, that this is like a it is a very much a robot okay i'm gonna start rolling initiative because i need to <laughs> i got a three a natural one on my initiative oh no um i i got a 16. 18 for Urson. 11 for PP11. Hey, how fitting. Okay, so this cloud of fire is just erupts in the middle of the street. Um, you put Urson like pats some of the fire out of his fur um, and it is actually your turn to retaliate, sir. Uh, Urson will um expertly uh, and quickly remove the spear from his back and stab it into the okay. into the belly of this beast. Okay, go ahead and roll for it. <gasps> what do we got? Natural 20. Oh we got starting off with a natty 20. That's what we like to eat. Oh my gosh. Um, you want to pull a crit card for us, Chance? I would love to pull a crit card. Let's see. Are you, what kind of weapon are you using? Uh, spear, so it's slashing and analog. So it's kinetic, right? Yeah, kinetic. Uh, low blow, normal damage. The target is sickened for two d four rounds. <laughs> Are, is it a? Is it an android? It is a. It is a. Yes, it is. Well, it's a. It's a robot. Are robots immune to sicken? Nope. <laughs> nope. It uh, it oh, is yeah. immune to well I can't tell you that but uh, <laughs> no it is going to be sickened minus two to nice. attack rolls weapon damage saving like literally everything everything nice yeah. wow. wow good job two d four rounds okay roll for damage uh seven seven damage okay okay so you are able to like expertly hit this thing and it like you like jab it in the side and it's just like like nuts and bolts go flying like it's just oh, like bit, like you just hear it sounds like tin cans rattling on mm -hmm. the floor as it just like you take a huge chunk out of it it's still like looking at you and hyper focused on you but it is just it, it is a very poorly created robot like a very poorly poorly constructed robot next we have um, Jody what are you up to Jody uh, Joni is immediately going to her brow like furls, and she is going to uh, pop off the uh, the little the little strap on her on her um, on her holster, and is going to whip out her semi-automatic pistol, <laughs> and she is going to look back at the guys over her shoulder, and she's going to point at the fire-breathing robot. And she's she's going to yell, get that guy! <laughs> and that is going to be uh, her envoy improvisation. Yeah, dude. Which what does it do? Which is going to everyone who attacks the enemy that I choose to get him gets a plus one to the, your their attack. Nice. Wait, to the hit or damage? Uh, just a hit. Okay. 
So she pulls out her pistol. Plus how much did you Plus see? one to attack. Plus one. So it makes everyone a little cool. bit more accurate now that she's yelling and pointing at the enemy. That's her turn. Amazing. So we're feeling a little bit empowered here. Uh, next is going to be PP11. Um, from PP11's core, light just starts emanating white, bright, red light as he starts to heat up and he turns into photon mode as red steam starts lifting off of his skin. And he hops over and plops down. And uh, I think that's actually it for his turn. This is a standard action to move. Yep, that's correct. What is standard action to move? Standard action to move. move. Photon mode. My bad. Um, Okay, next. Morrowind. <laughs> so, like, we only see this Dark bot side. so far, right? That's it? What, do you like, want to perceive again? No, I don't want to perceive again, but I'm just like, that's just all that we see for now, right? Correct. Okay. Um, I'm going to use a move action to grab my sniper um, from next to me and start yep. wielding it. And then I am going to, um, like, as part of that move, like, lean out the window Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm going to like start muttering under my breath and you all see like my sniper start to just glow like a deep red and like oh, it starts to like move towards like like the front of the muzzle and it's just like I'm just waiting and like next turn like a beam is going to come out oh. and I say um, where's my here alright I got my sights on That'll be the end of my Nice. Uh, actually, um, I can enter/slash switch modes as free action at the beginning of my turn. Is that turn. a swift action? Or but free action? It's like, no. uh, like a. It's, oh, it's like an additional action. It just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that's right. You can just choose what. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, if you want to attack, you can. Yeah. Uh, so, huh? Oh, I was going to say also, if you have a plus one BAB, you can draw your weapon as a quick action or whatever. So. Nice. Is it a swift action? Uh, I believe it's a swift. If you have a plus one BAB. Let me let me double check. Okay. That's good yeah. to know. I could have done I could have done a full I need attack. to have some what my action economy is, like what a swift action is, because it's it's pretty specific. You're yeah. Right. You you also only get one swift action per yes. round. It's a standard it's move a bonus swift. Action. Yeah. So from his hand, it looks like lava drips down and it piles up into a mace, which he then swings. Oh, oh my gosh. The world was not so ready. Cool. That's Roll nasty. For it. Mm. And you get the plus one. 16. Okay. Yeah, 16. And I believe to his kinetic, right? Uh, yes. It does hit. You just globules of this, like, mace, like, explode over the shoulder of this thing. Go ahead and roll for damage. Uh. Okay. Yeah, again, just nails the side of this. And again, more more parts are just, like, falling off of this thing. It's... It's it's standing up still, but it is just a very junkily made robot. Um, and that is the end of your turn, you said? Oh, wait. Add one more damage to that. 
Oh, nice. Okay. Just because I wanted to add more damage, please. Yes, please. <laughs> just go ahead and throw three more damage on top of that. Yes, please. Okay, cool. Um, can I get another round of perception checks from my team? Oh. I sure. knew it. Oh, no. 12. I've got your number, Zach. 19. Natural one. A 20. A natural 19 that I could have very well used for an actual attack roll, but it's... You okay. say 21, Jackson? 20. 20? It can be 21 if you um, wanted to. Okay. So, um, as you kind of get into position, uh, PP11, you kind of burst the... Um, like mace over the shoulder of this junky robot. And uh, as you do, you kind of like look to your right just to kind of gain like a general idea of what's happening around you. Um, and at the same time, uh, um, Darkstar, you look and see uh, PP11 kind of turn and look back. So you kind of like pivot your gaze, even though you're locking in like behind you. And, and like, you can't believe it. But at the back of your truck, there are three little goblins on motorcycles, <gasps> like floating oh motorcycles God. with saddlebags just loading your shit on their back, like on the back of their bikes. Um, and you guys notice one of them is already on the back of the truck and like have, they have two boxes right now, like heaved on the back of one, one bike. And they kind of look up and notice that you see them and just like reach for their holsters and that is going to be the end of no, episode I one. No, I didn't get to fire my I gun. Just, I, I didn't get to fire my damn I gun. Stop it, Zach. Zach, stop. You're telling me that there are goblin bikers in Starfinder and I'm losing my shit. Goblin biker game. No. They are no looting point. you. Not my fucking berries. Not my fucking berries. Yeah. Not my fucking berries. <laughs>